Hi, and welcome to Kairos Has Friends Podcast Weekly Nerd Squad Edition, where I sit down with the Nerd Squad to react to the latest nerd news of the week, and we'll break down the episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. If you like our comic book squad nerd panel today, one day we'll come up with a name for this, uh, make sure to follow me, get the vibe with Kai on your favorite social media platforms. Uh, or you can visit my official website at thevibewithkai.com, where I'm always posting things that'll help you do good, feel, feel good, be good, and live a good life full of good vibes. This week on our panel, we'll be reacting to episode five, the penultimate episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, along with the other nerd news of the week. Please be aware that today's panel may contain spoilers for various MCU and DC projects, so if you're not caught up, you need to click away. You should know this by now. We talk about things. What are you doing here if you like don't like, like spoilers? Yeah, just like go away yeah, and then come back. Or don't come back. Come back. <laughs> go watch it, spend an hour, have a tea or a little lunchy lunch or dinner what time is it i don't know uh, it's like and- sinks. at the end of the movie it sinks yeah uh, yeah it oh, sinks wow. uh and, Spoiler, and girl. Jesus, oh. jesus jesus dies and bruce willis um, is dead the whole time the entire time <laughs> <I'm dead. laughs> with that said welcome once again to the kairos friends podcast weekly nerd squad edition joining us today are my mcu nerds is kairos and the three j's we are back coming back for another round I love these people. First and foremost, the lovely lady holding. Now, is that is that actual Captain America or is that fake Captain America? Jackie oh, Beltran. No. I would never own such a thing. This is real Captain America. I bought this after Endgame. So, yeah, I have a problem with these. I actually have one for just about every movie, so this might start being a thing. But, yeah, no, it's good to be here. I'm so sad I couldn't be here last week, especially, like, with the death of Lamar. Like, oh, my God. But, yeah, no. Always did you want to say? Did you want to say anything about his uh, eyebrows? I know you had some uh, stuff about his eyebrows. Go ahead. Okay, want. listen. His eyebrows are so fleeked out, and then like during his death scene, I know it was so serious, but they zoomed in on those suckers. Those things were toit, toit mm-hmm. as a tiger. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> That's fair. I just wanted to make sure because I know you felt some sort of way about his eyebrows. So I, I'm happy that we got that in. So Jackie, it's always great to see you. Welcome back, my friend. <laughs> uh, also here we have the very lovely Jared Millian. Hi, Jared. How are you today? Hi. What's going on? You look so comfy right now. I know. I got this um, sweater at Rebel Supply & Co., which is in Asbury Park. It's my favorite thrift store in New Jersey. I'm actually filming my music video there next month, so... Um, but it's like my most comfortable sweatshirt. So I like to wear it for like three days and then put it in the laundry. Did you hear that humble brag, guys? Did you hear that <laughs> humble brag? Oh, no big deal. Just my music video now. It's okay. I have it all time. I have it all time. So we're going to do like the song's going to come out and we're going to do a podcast that next morning. Absolutely. So we're, we're on the roller coaster to me humbly bragging. Humbly bragging. Yes, absolutely. And then of course... The very lovely Jonathan V. Polanco. Hi, baby. Yeah. How are you? Oh, hello. Good morning. Good morning. She's got a little natural look today. <laughs> She's uh, feeling hydrated. She's feeling moisturized. You know, also she's cleaning all of her brushes as we speak. The worst, yeah, the worst. Yeah. Also, ladies and gentlemen out there, for all of you who do makeup, do yourself a favor. Buy yourself Cinema Secrets. Get the big one. It's amazing. You're the diarrhea of brush cleaners. The diarrhea the of brush best. cleaners. 
it's so good. It smells so nice. It cleans them real quick. It's quick drying. This is not sponsored, but it can be. <laughs> Hit up Kairos for details. I don't do that stuff. I love it. I love it. Mind you, I, I, I was, I was now for those of you that don't know, we record this on Saturday mornings. So Friday nights are usually nights that we, you know, because we all work. So we all, you know, oh, have to yeah. stay tightened up during the week. But Friday nights sometimes we'll let loose. Uh, I'm not going to point any fingers, but somebody was up late last night singing singing their butt off on Facebook Live. I mean, <laughs> so, like, I work in a restaurant, like most people do, who need money, who aren't, like, professionals in the business world. Um, also, who are actors, because I'm an actor. I don't have a music video coming out this week, but I could be in a music video uh, next month if somebody needed to hire somebody. You, are always, you guys are all always welcome. <laughs> it's always welcome. I have, it's, it's weird, because, like, I got to make sure everybody gets vaccinated and everybody is, like, everything, but you're always welcome to be in anything I do, all of you. But yeah, this queen, um, last night, she had to basically, well, she didn't have to. She decided to do it because she very much enjoys her coworkers and loves her coworkers, their coworkers. I don't ascribe to gender. Gender is a social a social construct that I'm not really into. But anyway, um, she uh, decided to fold about 350 pieces of silverware for the servers today so that they had an easier shift because she's off today. So I, was gonna say, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you're giving that off. You were giving off energy. I was like, oh, she's <laughs> off. She's off I was like, she's, she's off. off. She ain't gotta worry about that. a damn thing. She was like, I'm a world this silverware, listen to the Into the Woods soundtrack, and then I'm leaving. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See you guys Tuesday. I love it. I love it. Kyrus and the three J's, we'd make a good band. We do. I'd watch, I'd watch that music video 100%. Jared's gonna be the one that's gonna uh, betray us for like a Yoko Ono type of situation. I would prefer like a Beyonce situation, but I'm cool <laughs> with Yoko Ono. Either or, that's fine. I love it, I love it. Well, before we get into our episode reaction, there's a lot of things that happened in the world of nerddom this week. So we're gonna go through some of the highlights this week. Uh, so starting off, um, they announced obviously Bad Batch coming out May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. The original animated series launching exclusively on Disney+, Plus, Star Wars The Bad Batch, unveiled a new poster, which you can see here on the screen right now. As we draw closer to the release, uh, the release date of, on Tuesday, May the 4th, the series has provided a couple of looks into the world and characters it's revisiting that were introduced in The Clone Wars. As with numerous animated series from Lucasfilm, the first episode will be presented as a 70-minute uh, premiere. The mini-movie will kick off a new series to follow every Friday, beginning May 7th. Are we, are we excited? Are we excited for yeah. this? Yes, yes. Were you Clone, War, Clone Wars fans? Um, I, my best friend Herbert, that's his real name, um, he was obsessed with Clone Wars. So I was like inadvertently, surprisingly, like there's like a lot of gatekeeping in the Star Wars fandom where like, mm. it, so it like gets like, I like, I like Star Wars, but I am nowhere near as like well-versed in the world of Star Wars as I am in Marvel. So I watch, mm. I watch like all the Star Wars properties the way I feel like my mom watches the Marvel movies where she's like, <laughs> oh, I like them. I just don't really know. Like, I can't speak to their origins. I don't know right. if that person's doing the right thing, but I'm excited. <laughs> I think, I think that like, it's, 
you know, it's kind of like anything that comes out of like the Disney umbrella seems to be pretty perfect. So I'm definitely excited for it. Uh, yeah. My boyfriend, he's he loves the Clone Wars. Um, I am super into Star Wars. Like I was super into Star Wars uh, just as much as Marvel. I actually have some Star Wars Marvel comics that I read. Um, yes. So like I, I, I'm into it. It's just like uh, as far as like the animated series uh, series is, I don't know what the plural series is, but um uh, as far as Clone Wars, I wasn't super into it, but Chris is super into it. So, um, I mean, we're both going to watch it. He's definitely going to be more stoked about it than I am, but I'm going to watch it too, obviously. Fair enough. John, are you excited? Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. So, like, I honestly didn't really get into Star Wars all that much. I watched, like, the original trilogy when I was younger and then the prequels and stuff like that. I honestly really didn't get into it until one of my great, 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 amazing, one of my best friends ever, Eric uh, M. Collins. He's obsessed with Star he Wars. He is, like, yes. Obsessed we gotta get him on we gotta get him on this podcast one day do you think he would do it yeah oh i i've i've been talking to him so many times and i'm just like girl we need to get your camera ready you need to come on here you need to talk because like star wars marvel everything yeah he knows his stuff he definitely knows knows everything like he is probably the encyclopedia i go to when i'm just like wait who's this person wait what is going on and he just tells me about all these fantastic storylines that he's read um, but yeah, I, I, when I kind of became friends with him, I started getting into, into Star Wars a little bit more, um, learning about the lore, reading a little bit of books and stuff like that, that I would buy him for, for gifts and stuff like that. And, uh, I've never watched any of the animated series. I watched mm-hmm. all of the show, like, see, I watched the TV shows, The Mandalorian. I love The Mandalorian. I've watched pretty much all the movies. I'm still uh, not a fan of The Last Jedi. Come for me. Uh, <laughs> That's me another conversation for another day because I have thoughts too. Or, yeah. uh, you know, agree with me in the comments down below here for it. But uh, I'm excited to watch <laughs> this. This will be my first uh, far away uh, entrance, entrance into any of the animated stuff with Star Wars. And yeah. I'm actually kind of good to it. It looks really yeah, great. May, may, may the fourth be with you, my friends. I'll, I'll see you there. Uh, and well, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be watching it. I, I haven't seen too many of the animated side of things either. Uh, but it, this might, depending on how this one goes, this might get me into it. We'll see. Next, coming out next Friday, we have Mortal Kombat! Bum, 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 bum. Ahead of the film's U.S. debut next week, Warner Brothers Pictures has released a brand new featurette, which I'm not going to show here, uh, for a highly anticipated Mortal Kombat reboot, providing viewers with new glimpses of the film's epic fighting choreography that gives justice to the beloved video game's iconic fatalities. The video teases the matchups between characters such as Kano, Sonya Blade, Liu Kang, Cabal, Melina, Cole Young. Um, I watched some of this footage. Um... They're not joking. It is brutal. It is. Mm-hmm. It is like, like brutal. I, have you have any of you seen this footage? I, yeah, I, I, I can't it. show it here. I can't I show it here. It. Um, I think it's cool. I'm, yeah. I mean, I, the thing is, like, this sounds so like Mortal Kombat. Growing up was such a huge part of like my queer identity because like it was one of those games where like it was just so like you it was one of those games where like if I was playing with like straight boys that I was friends with or if I was playing with kids from the neighborhood like it was never that weirdness if I chose a girl character like it was always cool so like Mortal Kombat was probably like a huge queer outlet for me and I'm sure a lot of other young queer people feel the same 
And it's, so I'm excited to see it on the big screen. I, you know, I have to be like a Debbie Downer every once in a while. And like, I'm very confused as to where Katana is. I'm not sure how they're going to do Mortal Kombat with Melina and not Katana. So I'm hoping this is something that like they're holding for the movie that we're going to see. Right. But other than that, I'm super pumped for it. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Jackie? Yeah, no, uh, we're really stoked for Mortal Kombat. We've been talking about it. Uh, what I was saying, like, in the in the commercial, I was just like, I need more techno music. I need to feel like I'm in the weirdest rave. And it's going to be super long and awesome. But yeah, no, I'm super stoked for it, especially because, what, the Mortal Kombat movies we got, like, way before. I don't remember when they came out. I'm thinking, like, 90s. 90s. I think like 90s okay, 90s. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, but yeah, back then, it was the only thing we had. And we, we you know, we took what we got, but I'm hoping that this is way better than that. It's not cheesy. It looks like it's way that's better the, in terms yeah. of casting and all that good stuff. <laughs> that's the that's the feel that I'm getting as well, that it's gonna be way better <laughs> than yeah. the original. I like those movies, though. I like those movies. I enjoy them. I it's enjoy not them. Have to turn be your better. Brain off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John, are you excited for Mortal Kombat? Girl, let me tell you. <laughs> As a young homosexual, I always made my mother go to this one pizzeria because they had like the big box Mortal God. Kombat like <laughs> there. And I was like, mom, can we go to this pizzeria? Mom, can we go to the pizzeria? And like, I would always want to go and play. And like, that was back in the day when like, you know, a quarter could get you like a good like amount of time of play, you know? So like, I used to play this game all the time and I was such a fan. And again, I, I feel I feel Jared's kind of uh, mindset. It was very kind of LGBTQ inclusive because mm-hmm. if you played a female character, it was like, wow, she's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Sonya Blade. It was like when we were kids, like we had like Sonya Blade and Chun-Li. That was like it mm-hmm. as far as like- Street Fighter, yeah. Yeah, yeah from yeah. Street Fighter. And like, there's a documentary on Netflix that if you guys have the time, you should watch. It's about video games. And like, there's one, one full episode like dedicated to Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter and it's really interesting to see like how revolutionary these games really oh, were. They were yeah and like yeah. how like so it's cool I think anything that like withstands the test of time like something like Mortal Kombat that like now 30 years later we're like sitting here talking about a movie that's going to come out stuff like that is always going to feel good to me because it's like it, like I like I said when Bruce was on when we were talking about like how like like Marvel is kind of like this like validation from like being a nerd as a kid. It's like now like with these movies coming out, you're like, yeah, I knew Mortal Kombat was cool. We all did. Like everybody knew yeah, it was I mean, that cool back then, and it's still cool now. So I'm excited. I think the thing is that's really exciting is that we now have the technology and like yeah. the the CGI capabilities that it's gonna look great. You know, like yes. that's that was it when looks I gory. Saw the trailer. Oof. That so gory. Yeah. That I saw. Oh, oh. I can't even tell you. Oh my goodness, it looks so gory. I yeah, the clip. Saw a little oh, clip man. online that was like the the clip insane. the clip that I saw with uh, Katara with uh, no, it was another clip. You, uh, John, you know what clip I'm talking about? The one that yeah. Bill Mercado put in our other group. Um, there was this clip. I, I don't even know what characters they were, to be honest with you. But Wait, um, I put that in the group. Girl. Was it you? Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Girl, Jackie and I, I wouldn't bad. know. We're obviously not cool enough to be in that group. So. Wow. First of all, that, this yeah. is, first of all, this is the OG group. This is the OG that, group. This, yeah. is, this has been around right. for like we well over call a year. This, yeah. this panel, what we call that group, which would probably be the perfect name for this I group. I know. I know. It's okay. Yeah, it's oh, already yes, taken. Maybe. 
It's sounds, already taken. It sounds super fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Did the salt, the sodium levels yeah. just rise up in the sea? We're so <laughs> glad that you guys are having a great time. You I guys are really great. Jackie, in our other group, we'll talk about this later. Yeah. I can't. Jared, don't you start. You talk about your other groups all the time. Don't, the you, name, don't you start. The name of mine and Jackie's other group would be perfect for this group, but we can't use it. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, it's too good. I can't. John, you and I, you and I are gonna go make a music video without without Jared. I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. Um, speaking, speaking, clothing optional. <laughs> speaking of storied franchises, guess what, friends? We're getting another one of uh, <laughs> another one of these movies. We're getting another Girl, Fast and Fur Furious movie. For it. Oh my we are here for uh, Fast Nine. We got some. We got one. Nine. Nine. Back. Uh, this is, so we're getting a Fast Furious 9 and 10. Um, this like, one. We, like we canceled the OA on Netflix, but we got 30 million different. <laughs> the OA, oh man, we should do a podcast on the OA. Uh, yeah, the Universal Pictures dropped a brand new trailer for Justin Lin's Fast 9. Well, it's called F9, the Fast Saga. Um, featuring new and familiar faces in the latest installment of the Adrenaline Pumping franchise. The ninth film in the Fast and Furious saga is set to open theatrically only, I believe, on June 25th. Uh, uh, yeah, and I mean, it looks like they're, they're getting, they got everybody back and they got John Cena. <laughs> ba -da -ba -ba -da. He is he is joining as Dom's little brother that we're just being introduced yeah. to. Just, Where he just been at? Where he at though? <laughs> where, where have you been for the last eight movies, eight John Cena? Y'all, one time, one time I was at the barber shop and I was getting my hair cut, and my haircuts take like a long time, you know. So I'm, it's like almost like hour, hour forty five, and I'm like getting my haircut. And I'm Are they cutting food. each hair individually. Well, yeah. I get like a very, I, I get like. I'm a man and I go to a barbershop. So, okay. so I got you, I got you. You know what I mean? Each individual hair follicle is insured for $20,000. So they have to be as- I wish, oh my God. So, <laughs> I, um, so I'm watching a movie the whole time. I think the movie is so kick-ass. I'm like, oh my God, I want to watch this movie. Like, and the movie's good. I watched the whole thing and like, it's people I've never seen before. I go home, I tell my boyfriend about the movie and I'm like, it was so good. Like, I, I don't know if it's new. He's like, that's Fast and the Furious 2. Like, what are you talking about? Too fast, explained, too furious. I explained the whole plot to him. And I'm like, yeah, it's like, this happens. And this guy goes to Tokyo. And there's like all this shit. Tokyo Drift. And he's like, that's literally Fast and the Furious 2. I was like, that is how disconnected I am from the Fast and Furious franchise that I thought a sequel was just a film. About in, your, in, your in your defense, fa Too Fast, Too Furious. Let's make sure we give credit where it's due because that's a brilliant name. <laughs> it is a kick-ass name. It, it was a, a complete. It was a completely different movie. Yeah. Like this is before. Like this is what I because I don't believe Vin Diesel was in it. If I'm not mistaken. No, I think it's like one of those. It was like, Tyree. It was, was Tyrese. Was he? Yeah. Too was Fast, Too Furious. He wasn't in Tokyo Drift. Yes. He Everybody, yeah, he, maybe true. I know the one I watch because I've seen I've seen almost all of them, embarrassingly enough. And I know the one that I watched had almost no one that I recognized in it. So maybe it was Tokyo Drift. Yeah, it's it like about some kid, yeah, okay. like some kid that goes to Tokyo for school yep. or something. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Drift. Yeah, yeah. And then Vin Diesel comes in with a special cameo at the end, at if I'm not mistaken. End, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I mean, here's here's the thing. Hate 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 or love the Fast Furious franchise. I think the action sequences are so like they're cheesy, 
but they're fun. To, they're so they're fun, fun to watch. Exactly. And that's the thing. I have seen all of the Fast and Furious movies, uh, and the thing is that's so unique about them is. If you watch the first one and then you watch the most recent one, like you don't watch any of the middle ones. You are literally like, how the hell did we get to this? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to, that's what I was going to say. None of them make sense, but like, that's the point. It's not supposed to make sense. It's supposed to be spectacle. And like, that's just, again, this is, this is the perfect, like Kong versus Godzilla. You walk into the door, you better leave your brain right there. Exactly. I'm gonna see you in a bit. Get yourself a little snack. Get yourself a chicken tendy. Get yourself a large soda. Chill out here. I'm gonna go in here with my popcorn and my Snickers, and I'm gonna crunch, like rip them up and throw them in the popcorn and eat popcorn and the Snickers with the chocolate. I'm gonna enjoy this movie. That's that's this entire yeah. experience. I think it's hilarious how one and two, like they were racing for pinks. They're just like, let's yeah, race right. for pinks, and now it's just like we're now racing through the space. jungle. Yeah, like we're racing through the jungle. We need to swing this car across a chasm. Let's do this. I'm just like, wow, what right. a difference. They, and they all they all know kung fu now. Like they like, when did you have time to train for all and of this? And like Michelle Rodriguez still has a job. I, I right. can count for that. She like, died. She came back. But right. it's like that. I love Michelle Rodriguez. But I'm like Michelle Rodriguez all. literally like showed up drunk on the set of Avatar, and Heffa is still getting hired for films. So I'm gonna Absolutely. give her. She's I'm gonna her give thing. her flowers where she deserves them. I'm like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm like, that's the kind yeah. of that's the kind of trust I need in employment. Right. Like I can just show up wasted on a James Cameron film and get called for another movie. Right, right. Well, that comes out June 25th. Uh, we also got the trailer. I don't know if you watched this to the new Zack Snyder movie, Zack Snyder's I Army did. of the Dead. It looks pretty cool. Fans of Zack Snyder better get ready to see a unique return to the filmmaker to his debut genre as Netflix has unveiled the first trailer for Army of the Dead, an action heist pick set in Las Vegas during a large zombie outbreak. Written and directed by Snyder, based on the story direct, um, based on the story directed by Snyder on a story uh, concept from uh, from him, Shea Haddock, who wrote uh, John Wick Chapter Three, and Joe uh, Joby Harold, who uh, is writing the Obi Wan Kenobi series that's coming out soon. Uh, Army of the Dead follows the story of a man who recruits a group of mercenaries to pull off the ultimate heist amidst a zombie apocalypse. It's so over the top. Yeah. And the trail, like I watched the trailer uh, and it, it's so, oh my God, I can't, I can't wait. It's really, really, it, it's going to be really cool. I'm excited for it. Have you seen the trailer for it? I mm-hmm. haven't. I heard that they replaced Chris Delia with, Tignataro. Yes. 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 And yes. So uh, this. So this is. So this is Chris Delia right here, who uh, is a creeper. Yeah. And and he's got he got replaced by Tignataro. Oh, I should have got a picture. Uh, would say I wasn't even thinking about that. Um, it's but the, yeah. The Chris Delia shit. That's a different conversation for a different time. But it's so weird to me that he played that character in you. And yes. then wow, all that stuff right? came out like a few months after that. It's almost like if you know you're depl- like, like. It just to me, it's like so weird because I'm like, why would you do a show like that? It's so you know what ballsy. I mean? Well, he because he didn't because he didn't know he was going to get caught. But that was that was yeah. another that's another conversation yeah. for another day. Uh, Army of Army of the Dead. I watched the trailer. It looks it looks so over the top. It looks very Zack Snyder ish. I'm waiting for the slow mo zombies. Uh, and the really, <laughs> cool, the really cool thing with the zombies in this movie, it seems as though that uh, they they're not like slow like. Uh, like they, they have zombies they they're not only running but they're smart smart yeah and they like they have feelings for each other like there, there was like zombies that were like 
gathering and speaking yeah, and communicating kissing. with each other. I love yeah. zombie. I love zombie movies. I kind of always have. Like, I love the twenty eight days and twenty eight weeks later. Like, mm-hmm. I love um, even like I Am Legend, which is like kind of like a different kind of version of like a zombie film. Like, I love anything like that because I feel like. It, unlike vampires or like other things where there's so much like kind of like rules you know what I mean I like zombie films or zombie stories because like they there's really no rules so it's like you could have zombies that fly zombies that communicate zombies that are slow zombies that are fast you know what I mean I love that because I think it like leaves like a lot of room to play so I'm excited for it so I my I, I agree I am very much into zombie films and like one of my favorite zombie movies of all time is the original George Romero uh, Dawn of the Dead uh, when they're in the shopping mall and stuff like that and like that was back when they still had the slow shambling zombies and like I I st- I watched it like within the past couple months like I really love that movie it's it still sticks with me and I, I like I just I'm obsessed with it. And I remember the first time I watched the Zack Schneider one, the, the remake. And I remember the, the Night of the Living Dead remake that they did in the 90s was almost a shot for shot remake of the original Night of the Living Dead from, you know, the 60s, you know, 60s or 70s, one of the two. Um, and Zack Snyder, again, for Zack Snyder's first film, wow like really took a concept really took of an idea and said all right we're doing something completely different and and really took it up put it on set and honestly the idea of running zombies was not a thing until Zack Snyder did it like that was, I remember like, I remember World War one. Z with uh with uh Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt was another one Jackie are you excited you know? for this one yeah, yeah, it's actually a really cool concept, just mm-hmm. this idea of just like a team going after zombies. I will say there's so much, there's so much going off the genre in terms of zombies right now, right? Like yeah. we are in a total era with uh, zombie survival. Um, Chris is currently playing a, a, a game. He's playing, um, God, uh, what, gosh, I'm killing myself. Days, days gone. gone, thank you. Okay. Days gone. And even then, like, I am a little bit fatigued I will yeah. say that, um, mm-hmm. but I am really interested to see Snyder's visuals in the genre. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. I am going to watch it, um, and I am excited to see what he does with it. But as far as like zombie zombie genre stuff, you know, I could live without it for a while. I could. Sure. Yeah. She's fatigued are... over zombies, but she still wants the new Avengers, the young Avengers, to come. Don't out. you start. Do. Don't you start. <laughs> Don't you start. Speaking, zombies, speaking of MCU. The... <laughs> The now filming listing on Georgia's official state website confirms the production of Marvel Studios' upcoming She-Hulk series has finally begun uh, filming in Atlanta and is expected to shoot until August 30th. The filming started for the Tatiana Maslany-led MCU series, which uh, was previously delayed last year due to the ongoing pandemic. This marks Marvel Studios' third Disney Plus production that is currently in production alongside Miss Marvel and Hawkeye, which have been filming since last year. The production also starts, also comes uh, after Hamilton star Renee Elise Goldsberry, hello to you, uh, to get your flowers, girl, was recently cast in the role uh, of Amelia in the production. Maslany and Goldsberry will also be joined by fellow MCU newcomer Ginger Gonzaga. So uh, She Hulk is, is now filming. So I, I would, they said they're filming until August 30th, so I would imagine it's going to come out either, uh, I guess, early early 2022, if not, if not sooner. Um, this would be fun. I know. I know. We were talking uh, in the group about you know potentially seeing uh, the likes of um, uh, what's his name, 
uh, Hulk. What's yeah. his name? Oh my gosh. Mark um, Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo and uh, the return of uh, the villain from the Ed Norton Hulk um, abomination, seeing him potentially return for this uh, as well. Uh, that should be fun. That, this should be fun. I, I'm, I'm excited. I like Tat uh, Tatiana Maslany. I think this should be fun. She was amazing in Orphan Black. Yeah, I love uh, Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black. She showed so much range in that show. I don't know if yeah. you guys have ever seen it, but she was spectacular in that. So I'm really excited to see her in another production. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this should be fun. I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think it's going to be like, it. I think, I think whatever they give us, we're going to enjoy because absolutely. it's something... I think unlike WandaVision, Loki, Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's not something that we're emotionally attached to yet. So we'll base like all of our opinions on She-Hulk after this series. So I think it's going to be cool because it's like, a, yeah. it'll be fresh. And they and they can't miss. I feel like MCU can't. They're like, they'll just throw anything at us. And I'm like, okay, Literally, I'm like, yes, more. Anything, anything. Right, right. Um, one thing that I, I've never seen before that's Why coming not? out uh, is Powerpuff Girls <laughs> on the heels of set photos leaking showing the trio as the titular hero group uh, as filming gets underway for the pilot. The CW has unveiled an, an official first look photo from the first, uh, forthcoming Powerpuff Girls sequel series illustrating stars Chloe Bennett, Dove Cameron, and Yana Perrault as Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup. I've never watched the Powerpuff Girls. Um, I, I, I don't know if I'll watch. I don't watch anything on the CW. So I don't know if I'm going to watch this, guys. Listen, uh, it's it's fine. Honestly, looking at the pictures, I mean, there has to there has to be something. There has to be a major like post production to this because again, even looking at the costumes, I was like, what creepy old guy? <laughs> yes, came up with this concept and put all these like youthful looking girls in these short, short, short. Ill fitting, uh, like there is not a gay man that was in charge of those costumes. Yes, I'm just telling you, there was I, no I, love for that costume. I want to know who asked for this. I want to know who asked for <laughs> really Powerpuff Girls. That's my first question. Okay, one. Okay, I loved the the cartoon. I loved it. I see it as a classic. Him, I live for him to this very day. He was yeah, a great villain. Okay, these were little girls. These were little girls. This was a children's show. Now we have all these sexy women, which they are sexy, they are strong, they are powerful. They have no business in this show. I, I, yeah. I'm just so triggered by it. I don't. Want I, to watch I feel they're making the Powerpuff Girls sexualized, and I don't know if I feel okay with that. Like even if it wasn't, like even if it even if it wasn't sexualized, like for me, I'm right on the. I am a big defender of remakes. I'm a big defender of reboots. I think it's really cool. I think like the idea behind it is fun when we do stuff like this. I think shit like this is like oversaturated and embarrassing. Like I yeah, think it's yeah. like it, it reminds me very much of like the charmed reboot that nobody asked for. Where yeah. it's, oh my god, horrible. It's like yeah, shit horrible. like this is like you have a situation like something like I can't even think of a good example right now, but like you have reboots that kick ass and you have like remakes that you're like, this is so cool. And then this is the kind of shit that people are like, I don't want any more remakes because it's like, right. you get something like this where it's like, and first of all, like, I'm sorry, like we need two white girls and a girl that is like, ethnically ambiguous for for lack of a better term like you know what i'm saying like it's like yeah. it just like we don't need it nobody asked for it we don't want it i'm not gonna watch it, Go it seems cheap. I'm, it I'm seems not, cheap. I'm, 
I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it. Uh, Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu. A, f- a few weeks after uh, Oscar winner Helen Mirren joined the cast uh, in an antagonistic role, DC Films' highly anticipated Shazam: Fury of the Gods is expanding its cast with the addition of Emmy nominee Lucy Liu as another villain in, uh, for the titular character, according to the rap. The 52-year-old actress is set to star as Calypso, she's the second daughter 52. of Atlas. Yeah, she's 52. So beautiful. Um, the second daughter of Atlas and the uh, sister to Mira's Hespera, um, neither of whom have their roots in the comics while their father does. Created by Jack Kirby in 1975 and based on the titan of ancient Greek mythology, the duo joined recently cast West Side Story breakout Rachel Zegler. When is that one? Uh, though her key role is uh, currently being kept uh, to the Thunderbelt adorned chest of, uh, of our man over here. I love Lucy Liu. I think she's gorgeous and I can't wait to see yes. mm-hmm. I like her too. I, I especially like her in like action roles too. I think it's, yeah. it's cool. Like she's great uh, in Angels, great uh, Kill Bill. Yeah, she's her. one of the OG femme fatales. Like she's the yes. first femme t- fatale I had seen growing up. So mm-hmm. it's so I got to meet her once new. and she was so sweet. I went to a Comic-Con uh, and I saw, I went to uh, an elementary uh, panel and uh, and I got to meet her and she was she was so sweet, so so kind. Um, She's had like a really incredible career because like I remember yeah. Lucy Liu from Ally McBeal. That, yeah. That's like oh, yeah. my yeah. first reference wow. of Lucy Liu. Oh my gosh, Liu. I used to love that. My mom, my mom used to love that show. Mine that, too. That my that. parents loved Ali. Yeah, I love We're it. like basically the same age. So I, it's like- I, I, Yeah, it's true. Well, you're, 50, like my, you're 55 my... years old, I'm 55. <laughs> uh, so we got a rating for Black Widow, friends. It's going to be go. PG-13. Uh, according Work. to Exhibitor Relations, Marvel Studios' long-awaited Black Widow solo movie has finally been rated with a Scarlett Johansson-led film, earning a PG-13 rating for intense sequences of violence, action, some language, and thematic uh, material. Uh, this is, I mean, this is not surprising to me. I was going to say, oh, really? The the movie about assassins is PG-13? Go figure. But, but also, like, all, aren't all... Uh, aren't all Marvel movies PG thirteen? None of them are PG. I don't think any of them are yeah. PG. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. So, all right, all right. Non news. Next, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Moon Knight. So, get this. Uh, I'm gonna. I want to show y'all something because I watched something on on the Instagram the other day. Uh, Oscar Isaac's production company. Are you 100? Uh, I am. I told you, I'm 55. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Oscar Isaac's production company released a new Moon Knight training video for Marvel Studios' upcoming MCU series, um, where um, uh, the, f- the video features Golden Globe winning actor as he continues to learn the Marvel character's brutal fighting style. In addition, it looks like pre-production on the upcoming Disney Plus series is in the final stages of completion as Isaac and Ethan Hawke have already been spotted together in Budapest, Hungary. The acclaimed actors were recently seen in a, uh, uh, by fans. So I want to I want to show you all this. This yeah. video, look at this. Um, there's no, no, you don't need to hear anything, but just watch this man. Yes. Mm. He's, he, wow. Uh, good for him. Girl. Look at that, look oh, at that beard. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be brutal and it's going to be so good. I'm excited. I can't wait to see him in like actual like feature films. Like the show's yeah. going to be wonderful. I'm here for it, but like I can't wait to see what he does in feature films, how they, I can't wait to see the costume, what his costume's gonna look like. Right. Are you surprised that, that it's getting a Disney Plus debut and not a feature film debut? Yeah, I am kind of surprised, honestly. I'm not, I said, this, I said this last week where I feel like the, and I know Kyrus, you're a big theater fan, yes. but I do feel like 
due to the pandemic, I think that we're going to move towards a, I, I, I don't like, I don't see movie theaters being around in 10 years. I really don't. And I think that, and I think that it's smart to do Disney plus series because that's really the way that I think that entertainment is going. Why would you, if it wasn't for a nostalgic experience, why would you go to the movies when you could just do the same thing at home? You know what I mean? Oh, I can think of, that's another, oh, I can think of plenty of reasons. Yeah. So just, just for the, I mean, for a social outing in general, that's like saying, that's like saying, I'm not going to go to a restaurant when I can just cook at home. Right. That's totally fair for like the experience. I definitely respect that. For me, it's more of like, I think like, I've been weird about movie, this is really dark, but I've been weird about movie theaters since the, um, the shooting happened at the, like that, the Heath yeah. Ledger, the Dark Knight film. Mm-hmm. And so my mom and I, if you remember, they re-released Jurassic Lions. Park right after that. Like they re-released it. So, and I told you, my mom and I always go see those films. And when we went to go see it, I was like nervous. So with like the pandemic, like I just get a little bit nervous. Like, and it makes sure. me, and it, so it's one of those things where like, I do love the experience. I just think that like, a lot of the stuff that we look for in film, like the picture quality and the sound quality that we get via a theater, I think they're doing a good job of translating it to your television. And I think for the next few years, we're gonna have a lot of these like Black Widow hybrid situations where Mm -hmm. it's gonna come out on both because there are gonna be people like for, we're gonna see people wearing masks for the rest of our lives. So it's one of those things where there are gonna be people that never trust the government and the environment ever again. So Disney's not going to screw themselves out of that money or that those ratings. So it's like, I think everything's going to become hybrid and it'll phase out. So I'm not surprised that they're putting something this big on That's the platform. And though, and though I, I, though, to be fair, I think they did make the announcement. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure this has been in development for a while. Yeah. So I mean, think this was like a pre pandemic decision that, but I, I, I also, I, I, I don't know. I and we could talk about this on another podcast. Yeah, I just I will I will disagree. I think theaters are going to come back strong. I also I, really, I, also, I do I, I do am, believe that. Uh, I'm also positive that they're going to do well with this because I mean the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, like they yeah. put like two hundred of two hundred plus million dollars into both of those shows individually. Like WandaVision was two hundred twenty five million. Falcon Soldier Falcon and Winter Soldier was I think just as much money, if not more. Yeah. You know, so I feel like instead of it going to be like a you know, $200 million, like two hour movie, it's going to be a $200 million, like six or six or seven hour movie, you know, like, so I'm, I'm, I'd rather, especially since it's going to be a brand new character that we like, I mean, at least brand new audiences know nothing about, you know, it's, it's going to be a great way for them to introduce him to maybe transition him over because that's sure. what they said. Everything mm-hmm. that happens in these shows is going to come up again, canically in the whole of the MCU. And it's going to show like, I'm, I won't be surprised if Agatha Harkness shows up in, in they confirmed it. Of madness. Yeah. They you said she's not, not madness, but they said she's definitely if, if Eli, Eli Bradley and, and, and Isaiah Bradley and, and all these people right, right. from the Falcon and Winter Soldier come into That's fair. That no, I, 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 to, I totally agree with so that. Um, I can see real, that happening. La, last piece of news here. By the way, we are so bad at keeping these comments brief. What did I tell y'all? This It'll is the never happen. Guys. It'll never I happen. told y'all. No, it needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Warner Brothers uh, D, uh, Pictures DC Extended Universe or whatever the hell is left of it continues to <laughs> extend as Black Adam um, filming has officially begun and star Dwayne The Rock Johnson took to Instagram to release the first set photo, which is this right here. 
good for you, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, for releasing this photo. Um, I, I'm just, I'm not gonna hold my breath right now because I. <laughs> they better cut him a check for all the promotion he's doing for this damn show. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. This would be a perfect time to let y'all know to remind y'all to uh, to follow me on the YouTube. Hit that little subscribe button if you're listening on YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure you follow there, and also follow me on your favorite social media channels. Follow me on uh, Facebook, Twitter. Pinterest. I am on Pinterest, believe it or not. <laughs> I'm the five with guy. Uh, and uh, you're always going to be posting things that'll help you do good, feel good, be good, and live a good life full of good vibes. Guys, Falcon and the Winter Soldier! <laughs> what we're going to do, we're going to kind of start at the beginning and go through our uh, our, our, our little, uh, this little show that we happen to watch. Episode Ocean. 5. Good lord. So much. So much, so much, so much. Okay. So the show started off pretty much right after um, Faux America Captain America decided to uh, murder somebody in public and they get into a big fight in which um, they do get the, the shield back. Um, mm-hmm. But it was not easy. Oh <laughs> it God. was not easy. Oh my God, yeah. what, did, what did you think of this opening scene? Keep it brief. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> uh, and this is one of those things I'm going to watch again and again and again just to get, watch uh, John Walker get his ass kicked um because this is this is something we've been waiting for we've been wanting him to get some sort of ass beating he's probably gonna have to get his ass beat again before he learns his lesson but this was this is a good appetizer yeah though he i mean he did put up a good fight because he did he did did break up uh, he did break the wings off of uh uh, Anthony Mackie. Can I tell you? Can I tell you that whole scene? The the thing is that is so jaw dropping. Like this 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 series. Whereas what WandaVision was to mental health, this series is to like the the plight of the black man in today's society. Yes, and we'll get and into I'm that sorry, for sure. Yeah, the symbolism of John Walker, a man who is like you know, is is living up to these expectations set by society's standards of him and again also benefiting from the privilege that he has in his life from being a white man you know being on top of anthony mackie being on top of sam wilson being on top of him pushing him down screaming in his face i am captain america and literally ripping off his wings i was like the symbolism Mm -hmm. of that Mm -hmm. is it was like chilling like i literally was watching this fight and i was like oh my god this is like this is this is this is is so intense i can't believe it it was amazing it was so good absolutely i i I love this that opening scene and then we get uh we get (laughs) i like the opening scene too (laughs) you didn't say anything (laughs) you weren't saying anything you usually hop right in i'm (laughs) gonna keep it free And then we jump over to uh, Captain uh, for Captain America when he, I guess, is not, not put on trial, but he has a hearing in front of all of the powers that be in which they say, hey, you you, you done fucked up, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you done messed up, A.A. Typical bureaucracy, though. Again, he said it so great. You made me this way. You yeah. I thought that you was really. You created me. And I thought that was really important. Me. Now you're t- and they took away his benefits. They took, I was like, girl, as somebody that just had her benefits taken away for his job, if you guys uh, don't like the fact that I got my health insurance taken away, go talk to Iron Hill Brewery about that. Thank you so much. For <laughs> but, uh, but like the fact that he got all that stuff taken away from him. And then at the end of the day, it's like you, it's because of you. It's because you made me. You made I me. I think it's like super, 
I think it's like super interesting to watch it from that perspective as well, because like, obviously we think the character's a dick, counterfeit cap, yeah, all yeah. that. I think Wyatt Russell's doing a phenomenal job. To yeah, be yeah, as an actor, yeah, he's doing It's fantastic. one of my favorite, it's truthfully one of my favorite MCU performances to date. I think it's layered yeah. and nuanced and interesting. I also like, just to call back to the opening scene, as gruesome as it was, we haven't really seen anything like that broken arm thing in the MCU. Oh, yes. I thought that was really cool. I like that we're not, I said this last week and I'll keep saying it. I like that he's not a one dimensional asshole. I like that there's like an actual, like we understand why he feels the way he feels. It reminds me on a very small scale of Thanos where it's like we, Thanos, we hated him, but we, when Thanos was speaking and Thanos was on screen, we understood him. And I feel the same way about John Walker that like we, we hate him, but we get it. We get where he's coming from. And I'm really excited to see where the character goes. Like, if we talk about the cameo, I'll I'll say more. But I'm definitely yeah. We yeah, we 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 have a little slide about that for sure. Jackie, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, no, everybody pretty much said what I was going to say. Uh, I really think he really suffers from a lot of past uh, experiences he's had in his career. I think he probably has a lot of PTSD, PTSD that messed him out. And it yeah. seems like he clings to this identity of Captain America, almost like he clings to this identity and that he needs it so much to validate him that exactly. he is willing to bet his life on it. He's willing to kill for this. He could have easily oh. killed Sam um, with the way that he was almost raising did. that shield. Yeah, he so, came pretty damn close. Yeah, so you feel bad for him. How did he get to this place? It's It's really such a highlight, the way that this country treats veterans, if you think about it, because it's one of those things where when when they're in the service, they're exalted. And then when, heaven forbid, they have PTSD or they have mental health issues post-war and they end up doing violent crimes, we don't protect them. Mm -hmm. We don't offer them what we deserve them. And I think that's, as much as I believe that this series is a really great conversation on the way Black men are treated in America, I liked this little sprinkle of, Kind of the, really the way the government treats a lot of the people that we have in this country. Right. So I like and this that. And, and this is and for everybody that's listening right now that that you know maybe sitting there being like, why are they making things political? This has always been what comic books do. They 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 grab mm-hmm. things that happen from issue, real life. The, the first issue of Captain America is literally Captain America punching Hitler. There you go. Right. Beginning, middle, and end of it. Right there. Exactly. Exactly. Madam Hydra. Madam Hydra. And 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 the award for most random actress cameo that I never would have expected in my life goes oh, to Julia Louis Dreyfus joining yeah. the MCU. <laughs> Man, I, Val. I, Val, I had don't fucking call her Val. Oh, I had please. no idea. Um, like she was like honestly probably one of the last people. But once she like once they kind of panned up, I'm like, okay, who is it? Who is this? Who is this? And I was like going through all of the people it could possibly be that we may have met before. It's <laughs> really a Louis Dreyfus. I was like, oh shit. So I think. I just think it's number one, like my parents were massive, massive Seinfeld fans. They loved that show. So like, especially with me trying to get my mother into the MCU to know that like at some point, Julia Louis will show up, I think is amazing. (laughs) But I think what's also interesting is I don't know if you guys heard this, but this was supposed to be her second appearance because she she was supposed to be in Black Widow. She was supposed to be in Black Widow. So we're going to, we'll see this character again in Black Widow. And they said, if you think about the way they show her from like the shoes up, it was supposed to be a bigger deal because we would have already known the character. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Look at that. Yeah, it's interesting uh, to see uh, just the way that she carries herself because she's Madame Hydra. Like she's mm-hmm. a big deal. Um, so like she already, already carries herself. She walks in, she owns the room and she's just like, I can help you, my friend type of deal. Like, it's almost like I, you're doing a deal with the devil. Like she has that yeah. spice to her. Yeah, I think we're definitely getting Dark Avengers. I definitely think we're getting Dark Avengers. Good for I Julia think Louis she Dreyfus, also man. is the um, power broker. You think oh, so? Oh, that would be okay. interesting. Well, okay, so because, I, and we'll get I into that. I think it's Sharon. I, think I it's do Sharon. too. Sharon, we actually yeah. agree on this. Yeah, I think and it's we'll talk. Sharon. We'll talk about this. I actually agree. Well, I actually agree you, on this. Because Sharon did some shady shit in this episode. And there's too much sass. There's too much sass in Sharon. Julia Reese Dreyfus, I love you so much. I hope you're watching. If you're watching, I watch Weep religiously it's the most amazing thing it's literally who i would be as the vice president just like cursing people out blackmailing people like here for it you know like uh so good but uh yeah i'm i'm excited to see her further through the mcu because again she's gonna be a black widow i do believe that she's gonna be a big foil coming forward like she's gonna be the new kind of like human enemy like the human big bad she's gonna like be poor we're gonna find out that she's pulling so many more strings than we really know. Right. You know what? I so I had this random theory last night, and I like I don't I don't think there's anything comic book related that gives this precedence. But I was just thinking how neat this would be if they took the main villains of the Disney Plus series and just get made them some of the foils for like like to bring them in like they just kind of group them all up like we get you know um foe captain america slash u.s agent and we get uh what's her face from uh wandavision we get um uh agatha agatha uh, Agatha chrissy agatha uh harkness (laughs) you know like we we kind of see like this weird amalgamation of these characters like kind of like team up some somehow some way i don't like i i just i just think it would be really neat if like that's what this leads to so john walker is in the is in the dark avengers Mm -hmm. so it would make sense i i think also like i said this about katherine han i will never get over saying how impressive i think it was that they put katherine han in wandavision Mm -hmm. and i think that like when I when I saw Julia Louis Dreyfus, I was like immediately like they're doing it again. They're taking someone who is so well known for their comedic acting, and although this was funny, they're putting them in a movie that's not really a comedy. So right. I can't imagine that it wouldn't happen. Also, like comic book wise, like Agatha has huge arcs in Fantastic mm-hmm. Four, so I would not right. be surprised if that ties in. I think it all will eventually lead to whoever the big bad is, but. This is a proclamation. You can write it down. I am going to model my theories more so around Kairos. So I'm not <laughs> disappointed moving forward because I just, besides the rogue one that I'm hanging on to for Captain Marvel, I do believe that like we, I, it could be amount to something or these could amount to nothing. We never know. Right. Um, we have the Dora Milaje coming to collect their, mm, <laughs> collect their. So good. Um, I'm glad that he didn't try to escape because they would not, <laughs> they would not allow it. Would it would be merciless. Yeah. They didn't, even have to, they didn't even have to say a word. They were just like, okay, it's time to go. Let's go. Um, <laughs> and and I I really I like this scene. I, this I would imagine this is the last time that we see Zemo in this in this series. Um, no idea when he would pop up again, but I think given um, that we only have one episode left. And uh, it would be kind of weird for him to pop up again somehow. Um, I think that this was the last that we saw of Zemo for a, for a little bit. 
it might also be the last that we see of the Dora Milaje for for a, not like a long, long time, but yeah. at least at least in this series, I think that this was the way that this was shot, the way that it all went. Mm-hmm. It seemed like, all right, we're closing, we're turning the page. It's a new chapter. This is this is we'll see these characters again. But right. it's not like next yeah. week we're focusing on the the show the panel like the showdown of showdowns. Like, yeah, like everything that this series has been down. built up to. There's because there's a lot that still needs to be resolved. And uh, yeah, I think this the, feels I, the most resolved. Yeah, yeah, I think this was definitely a resolution for the Dora Milaje in this series and Zemo in this series. I don't know when or how Zemo could pop up again, like anytime soon. That would make well, sense. So, um. <laughs> The, I think that Zemo will come back with, there's like this other group and I can't, I'm trying to, I forget their name. Maybe, is it the Thunderbolts? Does Zemo sure, leave the, the one that, the one that uh, General Ross, do you think we'll get a General Ross cameo in this? Maybe not this, but mm. I do think. Because he's in Black Widow. I think we're going to get like, I think Zemo's going to get like kind of a, I think John Walker will end up being a villain villain. And I think Zemo is going to end up being kind of like a anti-villain in a way. Okay. So I think we'll get, I think Zemo will be big later on. Yeah. That's fair. He is involved in the Thunderbolts. Doesn't he lead them? Uh, I believe so. I'm, I will admit I'm not super well versed in the Thunderbolts, but I recall hearing about them and I know he's involved. Yeah. Fair enough. I just think it's cool because like we were talking about it earlier about like how this is kind of like a conglomeration and maybe will lead to the films and these what these series kind of do is they give us these backstories. So if Zemo's in a movie for 10 minutes, it holds so much more weight because we sure. now have these backstories attached to them. So I'm there's we're definitely not done with Zemo and we know for a fact no. we're not done yeah. with the Malaji. Right, right. You know, Zemo will be back. I just don't see it happening anytime soon-ish. Uh, yeah, but I'm, gl- I'm glad we got to see him again. That. And I'm glad that we got to see him again. I'm glad we got to see him dancing. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. First and foremost, um, this was probably one of my favorite MCU scenes ever. Ever. In, In movies, TV shows, there was so much raw, genuine um reactions um that was happening in the scene between Isaiah Bradley and 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 Falcon um what a scene yeah. between these two um uh by the way and also shout out to his name is Carl Lumbly that is the actor mm-hmm. that plays uh, Isaiah Isaiah Bradley um this his performance in this was yeah. fantastic and hearing how he did everything that Steve Rogers did. Yeah. But the got jailed for thing. it. The exa- like breaking people out of prison, you know, breaking his teammates out of prison, uh, but getting jailed for it after being tested on, which, is, which by the way, people, this, this is stuff that really happened. It may not have been with super uh, uh, serum, super soldier serum, but, it, but yeah, but mm-hmm. we all, but we have the, the, uh, the tetanus, uh, experience, uh, experiments that were happening on African-American men where they would tell, uh, once again, I'm not making this shit up. They would tell Afri- African-American men that they're testing, you know, for bad blood, right? Like it's no big deal. We're just testing them, but they were giving them tetanus purposefully. Yeah. This is the government, by the way, 
giving mm-hmm. giving giving black men tetanus to 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 see what happens and to try out things and blah, blah, testing on black men and in this scene, Isaiah Bradley walks us through everything pretty much that happened. And I had to hit pause it's so upsetting. at the end of it. Um, and even, even then, the, the, the conflict on, on Falcon's face when Isaiah Bradley says that, no you know, that white man's shield, man. like that white man's shield, like, you know, like all that, like all that no stuff. Like self-protecting the, black man right. would, would ever take the mantle off. Yeah. Right. You know, and so like, Man, I I love this scene. Jackie, yeah. what did you think? It was really like it was really upsetting. But like it's also like just hearing both of them just discuss he can't pass get past this trauma and he shouldn't. It's been his entire life. Right. And then Sam being this uh what's the word I'm thinking for? Like unfaltering optimist, I feel like. Yes. Cuz he's like that in the he's like that in the comics too, where he's just such a sweetheart and he really right. wants to help everyone even if they like you made a mistake to John Walker and he's uh, just telling like Isaiah Bradley like but but we like we can help you, like we can right. put your name out there, we can make this right. It's nice to see this person who's just like, "No, this is the world." Yep we can't change it and him be like this opportune like um sorry not opportunist optimist saying just like no like we we can change this type of thing right. it was so emotional i think it's i think what's cool about it is like it's obvious that we're pretty sure sam's going to take up the mantle i think it's sure. sam's who deserves to take it up and i think what's interesting is like even just from like a outside a, a viewer point a black man is going to be captain america so i think without having the audience understand what that truly means both in the universe and outside of the universe. I think that whether this scene was uncomfortable or not, I don't think that we would have been able to fully appreciate a black man as Captain America without it. I agree. John, what did you think? There was something, there was something that, that Sam said to Isaiah, like I think either the beginning of their conversation or when they were in the backyard and it was saying something about him being a bitter old black man, like a, mm-hmm. like a, like something like that. And this, when he started speaking, I, I felt like it put a, a beautiful light onto like why that trope is so familiar and why there's a lot of, you know, black men in our society that are like afraid to show emotion or afraid right. to be vulnerable or have to always be in fight mode or always are angry or are hard or whatever. Like, it's the idea that it's like, yeah, I would love to be the beautiful, you know, optimist that sees sunshine and rainbows, but I genuinely can't because I've seen who they really are. Right. Because that's is... the thing. Once someone shows you who they really are, yes. believe them, you know, right. and he's seen who they really are. So he's like, exactly. Oh, sorry, all of this beautiful flag waving nonsense and the parades and putting everybody up on a pedestal, it's a lie. It's not real. Or it's just, it's, it's just and, not genuine. If it is real, yeah. it's not real for you, son. Yeah, he's like, right. I, it's I, too dark for that. Agree. I think Isaiah is very much like, do what you need to do, but it's not for me. And I thought that was right. important when they called it out later on when Sam was like, I would feel the same way if I was in his position. But in I think it's right. for him to say, I'm yeah. not. You know what I mean? He's not in Isaiah's position. So I think he's like, we can do this a different way. Right. Mm-hmm. I dare them, honestly, to put this stuff in a movie i think like i i think this is like a good like step but now that they open this door 
Like if they're like, I think they have to continue, you know, um, I will be disappointed. Like I understand like when it comes to superhero movies, like people are going to be like, just give me action and flying and CGI. But I think that they need to like continue to touch upon like, cause obviously Anthony Mackie or I'm sorry, Sam Wilson will, you know, take up the mantle. Like we all know this is going to happen, mm-hmm. but I think that we will still need to see his struggle. And I don't see why they couldn't because we, you know, even in the uh, Captain America movies, we see, um, we see uh, Steve struggle with, you know, trying to become acclimated with the new modern world or, you know, like all this kind of stuff. I think it's the same type of thing. I think that we should get a Falcon Captain America movie. I think somebody said that on a uh, podcast last week as well. Um, I think that we should 100% get one, uh, you know, eventually. I love this. Scene. Well, they said that they're going to make a Captain America four. It's it's already yeah. kind of like being like put out there, and I'm I I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin they should would do it because they honestly should. with with the with the popularity of this show, and I I would be very surprised if they didn't just kind of take the story forward, and maybe we would see Zemo in the fourth Captain America. Yeah, perhaps. Um, shout out to uh, <laughs> I, I love this. Uh, we I'm not going to show cool. obviously this entire sequence, but everything like when, when we get to see Sam just back home in New Orleans or in Louisiana, um, which is where he's Anthony Mackie is really from, by the way, and and so to see him and just that whole vibe, I I actually really like the sequence. I know that I read some people online they're like, why why did they have to put this in here? Blah blah blah. This is like get to the action. Blah blah. But I think this is important for establishing characters. Mm-hmm. Right, I agree. And motivations. I 100% agree. People are yeah. so impatient. Yes, and it that's the thing. That's like good. even myself, like I love a theory, I love an idea, but it's one of those things where, like I've said this, and I'll keep saying it, that Iron Man came out in 2008, and Endgame did not come out until 2019 or 2018. Yeah. So it's like to think that we're gonna get everything we want in just the second property of this next phase is selfish and just not realistic. Right. Like we're gonna, it's like, so we have to just play the long game. And it's like, right, I right. wanna know about Sam's history. I wanna know about Sam's life. How much more will I love a 10 second cameo of Sam in another movie now that I know right. who he really is, you know? Right. Every time I watch that scene in Endgame now with like the cap I'm on your left, it mm-hmm. means even Chills. more. Because oh yeah. It's like now we, I really know who Sam is. He's not just like, for lack of a better term, Captain America's black sidekick. You know what right, I mean? Right. Now he has like a real, not that, and now he's a real story. And it's like, I'm tired of kind of being like, but in the comics, but in the comics, but in the comics, at least now we don't have to say in the comics. It's like, now you know who he is. It's right, right. on screen. No follow-ups? Well, that was a first. Oh my gosh. That <laughs> called me. That called that. Keep it short. I know, Jared, I know, you, Jared, like, you rendered everybody speechless. Hey, girl, um, I was going to say, you gave me exactly what I wanted. Oh. Mm. Yay, my montage. <laughs> he can use that. He can use 90s that. 90s montage. On me. I'll tell you that much. We, we got that, a couple. We got a couple. We got a couple montages in this episode, one of which we got to see uh, Bucky and, and Sam's uh, friendship as they help uh, repair the, 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 the boat. Um, what a What a friendship. That's goals. This is goals right here. It this just is read pure me, goals. It just reminded me of those old school 90s movies where they're just like yeah. all making pancakes in the kitchen. They're just like, we're building our friendship. We're making pancakes, <laughs> except they're fixing a boat. <laughs> right, right. Um, by the way, though, I, did, I do find it funny, though, that like, I don't know if y'all have ever been down in Louisiana, but it's hot. 
and like they're sitting there working with, like, especially yeah, by the water on. by the water right right i'm like you know it's muggy as hell out there right and they're by the water in leather coats i'm like y'all that's california come on now <laughs> That's that's New Jersey on a on a Tuesday morning. Exactly in April, right. You know, like like this is this is Louisiana. Um, they're working and they're friggin' wearing jackets. No, thank you. So, oh my god. So we get killing. this scene. No, um, by the way, shout out to just the blackness in this episode. By the way, yeah, which mm-hmm. I'm a fan so of. Um, but can we have a minute though, like just for his sister, for Lamar's sister? Yeah. Like, yes, yes, yes. They can't like they like I'm frustrated with the the hair. I gotta be honest. Like I want I want I want all my black women to have whatever hair they want in films, but that hair was so close to Monica Rambeau that it frustrated Ooh. me. Girl, I was like, why? Yeah. I was like, it, just, that it was Rambeau so cool. I thought it was yeah. so cool because that's Tiana Paris's hair in Wandavision. Yeah. I, I believe that's yeah. her hair. And it was I'm not trying to be a white man that speaks on black women's hair, but I was just like, it felt very to me like. Oh wait, is that what we're doing? Do you know what I mean? I'm like, is that? What if we doing? get a third woman, if we get a third black woman that has the same hair, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write be Kevin real Feige. I'm gonna be like real... Kevin Feige. Like yeah, if, Sto- if like... Storm shows up with with the Monica Rainbow <laughs> hair. So you admit she's gonna show up. That's what you mean. <laughs> I, I I do think she's gonna show up. It's on she, the recording. She is gonna show up in Phase Seven. It's gonna happen. We're all gonna be 55 years old. Um, but this in this scene. Um, by the way, he also in this scene. Um. Faux America over here on the left. Counterfeit he also, cap. Counterfeit yeah, cap. <laughs> he also lied by saying that the Big man time. that he killed was the one that killed. Uh, I was called Stardust. Um, Battlestar. Yeah. Stardust. <laughs> Stardust. Oh my gosh. Um, but he. So, but the guy that he killed did not kill Stardust. Uh, uh, Battlestar. Battlestar. It's he also like, him. like the bloodlust. I like it in yeah. the story. I think it's great in the story. I think it fits. But like on a personal level, I'm like, bro go to a therapist like yeah. figure it out like mm-hmm. why would you and it's so clear that what they're trying to do is for him to go to sit to Lamar's family essentially so Lamar's family can be the defenders of him to the government and be like yes. but he avenged our son he avenged our son it's like it's all opportunistic even his wife said it the first thing you have to do is go to Lamar's family yes. I'm like bro Stop it with this shit. You didn't even right. get the right guy. You're just like a right. police officer. You kill whoever you want. You don't and he like, needs he has an incessant um, need to validate himself. He needs to be right. Like he really it's really sad to see. And uh, when but I saw this time, can I ask a question? Did he do, did he take the serum or no? Yes, I know he, he stole did. Yeah, it. he did. did he oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did we see that happen? Like, no, we didn't see yeah. it, but, but, we, but, but I mean, we, we, we didn't see him take it, but we, we knew that he took it. Like, remember when he bent that, like, sweet. crowbar? Yeah, he bent yeah, that crowbar. I just, for yeah. me, like, I, when, because for me, I knew he took it, but I guess, like, I was like, wait, is he? Yeah, they didn't show it. They didn't show yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Jackie, what were you saying? No, I was just, uh, once I saw this, I was just like, oh, okay, we really are killing Battlestar. Because at some point in the comics, Battlestar suffers a really bad back injury. Mm. And then he decides to do what's right, even despite his back injury. Like he, uh, he even goes against, um, he was with um, John Walker and he was supportive with him. And then there was a twist where he's just like, bro, you've gone too far type of thing. So once I saw this, I was like, oh, oh, this is where we're going type of thing. Right. Uh, I liked it. Um, let's talk about Shady McGee over here. Right? Shady, 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 shady McGee over here. The power broker. I think the she is the power, power broker. So friends. do I. 
she pulled some uh, though though but we all know that marvel is known for giving us crumbs that lead to nowhere purposefully um but she did some shady shit here she called pierre escargot um to 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 make a make that thing that we'll talk about in a second to go meet up with carly um so she made she's the one that made the call i don't know if this is part of an ultimate plan for her. I just don't think so. I listen for me, we got to always follow the money. So, yeah. like, wherever when we have big stars in things for just a few moments of something, we have to think, like, who, why would we, it was my same feeling with Catherine Hahn again, but I was like, Catherine Hahn's famous. She's not a no, she's not like Beyonce famous, but she's very famous. So, it's one of those things where it's like, why would they bring her in if there wasn't a big plan? I don't think they would waste this scene with Sharon if there wasn't something coming. And um, they would if it's DC. Is it? Oh, wow. Is, is her name Emily? What, what's her Emily name? Emily Van Camp. So, Emily Van Camp did an interview where, and obviously they're all sworn to secrecy, but what she said was that, like, she believes that it's almost like a reboot of the character. And what she had said 100%. was that she said that she says that like anything that people expect that Sharon would do is kind of not what she's going to do. So I would not be surprised. And just the way these fuckers are is I would not be surprised if we find out she's a power broker in like the last three minutes of the series. And then mm-hmm. it, that's it. I, sorry, go ahead, John. I was going to say, I, I agree, like, again, just looking at all the people, like, the breadcrumb pieces that we got about her character, like, the fact that she just did, like, I'm sorry, I'm still not over the fact that she held down that whole, like, (laughs) scene by herself, and not only by herself, like, shooting people in the head, stabbing them, like, on the phone, while having a conversation, right, I was like, you used to be, like, this U.S. agent, like, yes, I'm sure they all have license to kill, so the first time we've seen kills in, in the MCU, but I was like, God, like, that was, like, the first moment since, I I honestly don't even remember when, where I was like, wow, this, this is brutal, this is intense, this is I think it's also, like, interesting, so, I think it's interesting that she wouldn't, it's like they would pardon Bucky, but you're worried about not getting a pardon when you, like for me, that's like, yeah. I'm like, there's a reason she's not leaving Madripoor. There's a reason. Yeah, what did you do? What did you right. do, girl? Jackie, what did, what do you what do you think of our, our good friend, uh, Sharon Carter? I think she is the power broker at yeah. this point, but like, I mean, anything she, could happen. She has connections, but, yeah. But I also like, I really like Sharon though. So like, despite how shady, shady she is, I'm at like my stance right now. It's just like, I'm sure she has a reason. Like, Live your truth, we're, girl. We're opening up a new kind of Marvel genre of these, like, I always say Catwoman-esque anti-heroes, yes. where I I think that we have Zemo. I think we could have Sharon, who might be the power broker, but she's not completely a villain. These people that maybe their personal ideas are leading them to, like, more villainy things, but their personal relationships keep them in a normal place. So I think, mm-hmm. I think we're getting a few, a few of those, because honestly, I feel that way about Wanda. You know what I mean? If you look at Wanda, Wanda's kind of like a villain and a hero at the same time. So I think the this new MCU is opening up like what the definition of hero really is. We uh, we had another montage sequence here. I need a montage. This is the only thing we got. This is the only thing missing from the original trailer that we hadn't seen yet. Was this? 
uh, I like the next week is most likely going to be brand new that we've never. Yeah, seen. Uh, and and so <laughs> we got a we got an Anthony Mackie wor- uh, workout workout uh, sequence, which was fun. Uh, we had Pierre Escargot meeting up with Carly, uh, and he's there because of who we were just talking about. Um, this Ms. potential. Um, I, I don't know. I keep calling him Pierre Escargot. I can't remember his actual name. Um, I was like, just gonna say, George, I don't know. If that's it's like Georges or something. George. Well, that's his, yeah. that's his real name, right? He's but so what handsome. is his what's his character name? Pierre I don't know. He like, I, he kept, I was like annoyed that he showed up. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this guy just won't quit. But isn't Pierre Escargot? Isn't that like in all that the guy yes. who's telling the Keenan bathtub? Thompson. <laughs> Keenan Thompson, yeah, with Pierre Escargot. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god! Wow. <laughs> Um, Those of you who were not born in the 90s. I know, I know. (laughs) Yeah, to Um, be there. So we get Anthony Mackie. uh, So it looks like the Wakandans, aka most likely Shuri, um, gave him a suitcase with something. What could it possibly be? (laughs) My favorite meme was the one where it's, my favorite meme that I saw was the one where it opens up to be the Spider-Man suit. I was dying. (laughs) I was dying. (laughs) Which I'm excited because this means that his Falcon gear his red white and blue falcon gear is made of vibranium how amazing is that going to be and it's also it's super cool that... falcon suit or do you think it's going to be a new captain america suit well i think I it's think a captain it's a i think captain it's a falcon america. version of the yeah. captain america suit the captain america yes. suit with wings yeah i could be here for it made of yeah, vibranium I, I i love a good a good costume shift i enjoy a new a new look i think it's exciting I think it's, I know this sounds like super, I don't know if this is going to sound the way I want it to, but I think it's really amazing that the Wakandans made it because I think it just kind of ties in that this show is really very pro-Black and it's very like, it's very real world. And I think it's cool that it's like, they got rid of that old suit and now he has a suit made by Black people, which to me is very cool. Jackie, do you think it's the, do you think it's the suit that's in here or is it uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's head? Stop. I mean, oh, I mean, I, if it's the what, suit, a, what a reference! What a reference! <laughs> I was waiting for that one. Okay, what's in the box? What's uh, in the box? <laughs> yeah, no, if it's the suit, it'd be freaking amazing. I didn't make any assumptions when I saw that. I was just yeah. like, ooh, I'm excited to see what that is. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just excited to see that red, white, and blue suit. That'll be really good. That's going to be fun. Uh, and then at the end of the episode here, uh, looks like the Flag Smashers have taken over with apparently the most shitty security ever for a major organization. Um, (laughs) what is up with these like un type of organizations with the worst security ever worst lighting ever i'd hate to work in that red lighting well at at, at this point they well first and foremost how convenient is it that they that the uh this room just happened to have red lighting uh when the (laughs) when the flag smashers took over um the room but uh how how convenient is that but uh i guess this will be what the final battle leads to like what is, here's my question what is this is the what is what are they looking to do i think they're just looking to keep the world as it is i and i think this is intentional i don't mean this i don't like carly as much as i did i okay. think that i cared more about her cuz i felt like she was really on the side of good and i thought that this was really important when he said like so we're just teaming up with criminals 
And she's like, we are criminals now. And he, I thought it was powerful that that one dude that's with her is like, fuck that. Like, because I think it's like, it just shows how like, how quickly this stuff gets to your head. You know what I mean? And I think it's like, sis, take all the super soldier serum you want. Like let any of the real Avengers show up and it's not going to be, it's going to be a wrap. I'm like, if they call in Carol Danvers, if they call in like the Hulk, Thor, Wanda, like you're playing with fire, sis, you handle the humans. But like, what are you doing? It's like like when somebody decides to be a criminal in Gotham. Like, what what are you expecting? (laughs) (laughs) Go somewhere else. Come on, like, and so... I think it's like cool, but I'm like, I know this, I'm more, I'm more invested in where Sam and Bucky are going as characters than I care about what's happening with the Flag Smashers. Oh, that's understandable. Yeah, I don't, like, this might sound bad, but I don't, it's not that I don't care. It's just, I don't, like, it's just not, like, the stakes aren't, for them, aren't that big enough for this to be the final like battle does yeah, that make sense petulant carly at this point seems a little petulant yeah. she's like they want us to blah, 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 blah. and it's like okay sis like i don't know what to tell you like you killed like nine of your friends with this <laughs> and she but she blew up a bill. i don't know i just like i i feel like there's something more that we just don't know yet because like i just don't feel like you know falcon and uh bucky versus the flag smashers or literally a, sounds like a made-up cartoon like, flag, <laughs> like falcon and bucky take on the flag smashes and it's like <laughs> i just it think that like... i'm happy that there's only six episodes yeah i yeah. think that like if it were any longer i'd be like i don't care about these fuckers right, tell me right. more about sam and bucky sorry they, they feel like no you're fine um they feel like the henchmen the extra henchmen that you fight in the video games like especially <laughs> the spider-man video games they all come out with their leather jackets and they're like oh right. that's what they feel Get like. up, bro. <laughs> i'm mad jackie called them side characters they're like the, they're like the villains of the entire series and jackie's like these fucking teenage <laughs> but like no but like she's right though because that's that's pretty much what i was saying I was just like, they can't be like the final boss battle. If this no, is a video game, like, if, if the Flag Smashers are the final boss battle, I'm going to be like, oh. And okay. it's also like bullets kill them. So it's like. Right. <laughs> we found their weakness. Their weakness Shoot is bullets. Them. I feel like, I feel like if, like if, even if Tor- like Torres doesn't have any superpowers or wings, I feel like if he played it right, he could like snipe a bunch of these people off and like call yeah, it a day. I mean, it kind of seems like we only haven't killed Carly because we just haven't decided to kill Carly yeah, yet. Yeah, like, the script it's like, says no. Yeah, because it's one of those things where I'm like, I know I know, I told you WandaVision, I believe, was for the gays, but I don't, I agree that Flag Smashers versus the Falcon and all of them is not going to be like Wanda and Agatha flying in the sky. It's not going to be yeah, the same right. excitement. But at the same time, I don't think that it's gonna just be about them. I feel like it's gonna be Sam and and Carly 2.0. Like it's gonna be their conversation again. I feel like it's gonna have a lot of action. Yeah, obviously. which is fine. But yeah. I, I think like the series gonna, is gonna, gonna end gonna on a cliffhanger. To, it's gonna be trying to kind of talk her down and be like, Carly, no, like come back. Cause again, she's teetering on this like precipice of just becoming full-fledged villain. Like, well, yeah, she, she's done some horrible stuff, but she, she in her mind, she's, again, she's like, I I, I want to I wanna be better. And even after she kills Lamar, you could see the regret on her face. 
You know, that's why she ran. That's why she didn't continue fighting. That's why she didn't like she she's like she's in this this like transitional moment. Yeah, she's just not like evil. She's, she's not evil enough. I you know? think exactly. I so wouldn't I be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they kill her mm-hmm. and yeah. make her a martyr for the cause. So then um, that brings in whatever the big. You know what? Here's the thing. I also think that this fight between the Flag Smashers and uh, Bucky and Sam and all that. I think this will happen fairly early in the episode and the actual yeah. like finale will be something with um Captain with with Walmart Captain America. Yeah, Joe Walker. Yeah, Joe Walker I think that I think Walker. that's what the I think that's what it's ultimately leading up to to be honest cuz I can't see uh, and we'll, we might as well talk about it. So we at, during the mid credit mm-hmm. scene we see wow. we see um you know, he did some crafter noonting. I was right. He, what a little he, baby he is. What I a little know, bitty baby. I know. He went to he went to Michael's. Uh, he, he had a coupon. Michael's. Oh, he went to Michael's. He That's went to Michael's. He, he has a coupon, and he got oh. some stuff to make his own ghetto ass shield, which is not vibranium. So, like, I don't know how. Like, I don't know. I know it's like, sis, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. what, like, what? Right, I was like, you're about to make an aluminum shield, and they're about to just be like, Zing. yeah. <laughs> I was just like, like girl. <laughs> Just you have the super soldier serum. Just go with somebody evil and figure out a new identity. You are not Captain America. This is weird. Yeah. Get a sword or a gun or something fun like that. It's just yeah. he's so attached to it. It's so yeah. Weird. I told Chris, I was just like, I was like, he ain't got no Darganite in his garage. No. Like, he ain't got none of that. <laughs> but also, girl, can I tell you again the real world implications? Girl, this he is doing what all these motherfucking crazy ass gun wielding people do For all real. the time. Taking their guns to the street. If I can't be an authority figure, if I can't do it, I'm gonna do it anyway. Why? Because I'm white. And who's gonna stand in my way if I walk down the street in the middle of the friggin' most well-lit city in the world carrying the Captain <laughs> America's shield? I'm gonna walk by everybody and ain't nobody gonna say a goddamn thing. Right. So I, gotta right. Get, I gotta cover Cap's eyes for this oh, travesty. Oh my baby. So so overall, <laughs> overall, what would you what would you rate this episode? I, I I originally gave it as a seven, but the more I think about it, I'm gonna have to raise it to an eight. Um so it's yeah. eight for me. Jared, what, what score would you give it? So we didn't score last week. So last week was a ten out of ten. I would give this one an eight out of ten as well. Got it. Jackie. Um, yeah, a lot of action in this. A lot of this is coming to a head. Um, I really like the conversation. I'm a little bit biased. I would probably put it a little bit higher on a nine just because of the conversation and emotional turmoil. I agree. Jackie, I'm right with you. I, I feel like there was so much more symbolism in this episode than there was in the last episode. Uh, and again, everything is building up to something. So it's not going to be a perfect 10 because it's, it's, they're, they're setting the pieces for next week's perfect right, 10. Right. Right. You know, the, so. yeah, I think it's, it's, it's fairly, it's very possible that my appreciation for this episode will increase after I see how it all ends. 100. There's, there's a, there's a very good exactly. chance that, that, that'll happen. Uh, friends, that was fun. That, that was, was fun. fun. I like we it this fast. I like we it this fast. Fast, fast. This might be our longest one. Ah, well, you know, we tried. We always go in trying. <laughs> um, I'll be the highest rated rated because I'm here and I have haters. So. And we had we had we had Kai and the three J's, so like we can't go wrong. Um, friends, thank you so much for hanging out with me. If you enjoyed what you were watching here today, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Um, what do, what am I up to? Let's see. I'm curious. What how many how many subscribers do I have now? We drop, have, drop us a number, Daddy. 
We're about to <laughs> drop a number. That number is where are you? Oh, there we go. Uh, your channel. We have. We're about to cross 500 friends. 500 Yay! subscribers. We are 12 away. Yay! 12 away from you. that. So, uh, so yeah. So, so sub- subscribe, uh, my friends, and also if you're listening on uh, on on the podcasts, uh, make sure that you go listen there as well. And and friends, thank you for hanging out, Jared, John, Jackie, three Js. I hope you have a wonderful Saturday today. You too. Don't great. forget, the Dora Malaji have jurisdiction wherever the Dora Malaji <laughs> finds themselves to be. Period. Keep that in mind. <laughs> That's right. They, 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 they're always watching. Aww. They're always. Yeah. I know. I always yeah, have these close by. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for hanging out with me as always, friends. Thank you. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and God bless and good vibes. Bye. 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 Good vibes. Bye. Thank you.